Welcome to the Soup is On podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Cook, superintendent of Ben Lapine Schools. On the Soup is On podcast, we talk about all things public education, specifically as they relate to our Ben Lapine Schools and the greater community here in Central Oregon. Today, we are diving into the world of school resource officers and the deputies that serve our schools, the roles of how they play and deal with the work with our students, and we are excited to hear from one of our SROs and also one of our high school principals about how this relationship works, how school resource officers and principals work together, and how they see, both from their specific positions, this work that benefits our schools and specifically our students. Also, January 9th is School Resource Officer Appreciation Day, so it's great great time for us to dive into this topic. So welcome, Chris. Welcome, Amy. Thank you. Uh, glad to have you here. We have a very strong partnership with both the Bend Police Department and Deschutes County Sheriff's Office for their officers and deputies that work in our schools. Today, I'm excited to get a chance to talk with uh, Bend Police Department Officer Amy Ward, who supports the students and staff at Bend Senior High School, Bend Tech Academy at Marshall, Cascade Middle School, Juniper, Bear Creek, and North Star Elementary Schools. Here also is Bend Senior High School Principal Chris Reese, welcome to both of you. Before we start, I would love, Amy, if you would introduce yourself a little bit and talk about your background and your role as a school resource officer here in our district. Hello, everyone. My name is Amy Ward, and I work for the City of Bend Police Department. I've been with the City of Bend Police Department for um, about 22 years, a little over 22 years, and have been uh, an SRO for the Bend Lapine School District for 13. Time flies, and I love this position. This position uh, is a special detail in our department, and we, uh, as patrol officers, put our names in if we're interested in special details, like detectives or traffic uh, officer or canine officer, and the school resource officer is just one of those special details in our department that we um, apply internally and are selected for internally. Thank you. And Chris, how about you? Give us a little bit of background and what brought you to Bend High and uh, your role as the principal here in this amazing school. Awesome. Thank you very much. And uh, hello, everybody. My name is Chris Reese, and I am truly honored uh, to be the principal at Bend Senior High School. This is my 18th year at Bend High. I've spent 10 years as the assistant principal, and this is my eighth year as the principal at this uh, phenomenal school. And uh, prior to that, I spent eight years at Rex Putnam High School in the North Clackamas School District. And this is my, can't believe it, my 26th year in education. And I have been truly blessed to have worked uh, in that 26 years with some absolutely amazing school resource officers. And I pretty, uh, bring a pretty unique perspective from a teacher background, a coaching background, as well as an assistant administrator, as well as a principal. All right, let's get into this, okay? <laughs> so Amy, let's start with you. First of all, at a high level, what do SROs do in our schools? Okay, that is a great question. We have a, a National Association of School Resource Officers that promotes the uh, triad. It's basically law enforcement officer in the position, serving as a educator, informal educator, an informal counselor, informal mentor. And I'd like to add to all of that, uh, coach, uh, cheerleader, parent, <laughs> 
lunch buddy, sounding board, you name it. So there's so many things that uh, a school resource officer does in the schools, and that's part of the fun. That's part of the, the fun of it all. So what drew you to the work? What made you decide this was something that you felt compelled to, yes. to look into? Oh, uh, gosh. I would say community-oriented policing, and really this is the forefront of that. This is the, the leading edge, and um, patrol, I was a patrol officer for about eight or nine years prior uh, with Ben PD, of course, and loved that role, but you go from call to call. You uh, might not ever see that person again that either helped or you um, were working with. And there wasn't a lot of, uh, like I said, community relationship building. And I really wanted to be a part of the restorative factor of that. Because how special is it that you can be in a community, and this, what we're talking about, a school community, and people see you day in and day out, they get to know you, uh, you get to know them, whether it be a, a student, uh, a parent, a teacher, a coach, a, a neighbor to the, to the school, the, a community member, and you are part of that collective goal of making people feel cared about, making people feel safe, making people, or hope, hopefully, they're feeling supported. And, and if there is something that law enforcement has to do in the schools, really taking advantage of, again, seeing that person again. And so I feel that's a really crucial part of the restorative piece as well. So you just said a lot of really powerful statements to me in that, in that answer. And I'm just wondering, is that stuff that you just learn on your own or are there, is there highly specific training? Does training come along with the role when you talk about the restorative component, when you talk about community policing? I just imagine there has to be some sort of guidance that comes both departmentally and in the role that you serve as the SRO in the school environment. There is. I, we do, uh, there is training. So the, the uh, that National Association of School Resource Officers has training. There is a basic class that school resource officers go to that talk about um, the difference between the patrol work, uh, the actual street-level patrol work, and how to transition into that school setting and that, that school community setting. There is also, to be a school resource officer and a lot of our special details in the department, they don't want uh, an officer that is fairly new to the profession. They want someone that's a little bit more tenured, so we aren't going to be surprised or, or confused by someone's behavior uh, and how to navigate through that. So, you you know, just skills on de-escalation, uh, mediation, uh, those types of things. So yes, so there, the school resource officers associations do train that. Oregon also has a school resource officer association training that we go to. So this, we go to, there's basic classes and then there's continuing education nationally as well as at the state level. But I think really choosing a school resource officer shouldn't be shoulder tapped or designated into the position. They really need to want it and step forward and be chosen uh, and it's really great with the, the Bend Police Department and the school district is when we have these processes, these internal hiring processes, we actually have school members uh, on that hiring panel and they get to help select who they think would be the best fit and have a voice in that process. So that's actually something I want to talk about mm -hmm. a little bit. I think there's uh, people may not know or even recognize this, but you two have a, a very strong working relationship together. You bet. And there's a there's a connection that happens it, it, that grows over time because of that mm -hmm. relationship. So, Chris, let's switch to you. 
what value does having Amy, Officer Ward, in, in on the team and in the school day in, day out, uh, and what does that offer to the Bend the high school community, and how does this partnership impact the culture of the school? You bet. Great question. And uh, we do have a pretty unique working relationship, uh, Amy and I, uh, 13 years strong uh, now, um, and we've had the opportunity uh, I've had the opportunity to work in, as a, in the capacity as an assistant principal as well as a principal, uh, uh, a little bit different role in working with a school resource officer. And Bend High, I can honestly say, is a better place because of Amy Ward. And that school resource officer is such an integral part to the culture of a school. And it all boils down to relationships, 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 relationships with families, relationships with students, and relationships with staff. And those relationships forge acceptance and trust and respect. And over a number of years, Amy walks the walk. She doesn't just talk the talk. And Amy is spot on too that it has to be the right person in a resource officer role and it's got to be uh, someone of the right temperament and right disposition and Amy Ward fits all those all those categories. Bend High has a powerful story. We have a school culture that I believe is second to none and Amy Ward is a huge part of that as well as uh, the school resource officers that I've worked with here. So Chris you mentioned something earlier that I want to go back to and just expand on a little bit. You mentioned that you were an assistant principal here first, then became principal. And um, just if you don't mind, could you quickly share the difference in the relationship that a, an assistant principal has with an SRO and how that dynamic works with regards to working with students and, and different conversations and how your role as the principal uh, works with having an SRO such as Amy in our schools? Mm -hmm. You bet. And uh, another great question. As an assistant principal, I dealt a lot with student discipline. I dealt a lot with students. And that relationship with the school resource officer was more on a working with investigating uh, a discipline level and working directly with the students as well as staff uh, here. I, w I believe that in transition into a principal uh, role, uh, my work with Amy Ward is more on a family, more on a parent level, as I find myself transitioning, working more with uh, parents and families. So I, I would say that's the main difference uh, between being an assistant principal is you're working more directly at the student level. As a principal, you're working more with, uh, directly with the families and uh, with parents. So let's walk through uh, maybe a typical day. I don't know if there's ever an average day, and typical is hard to come by right now with COVID, uh, as, as we all know, but I'm sure every day's different. I would love to hear what maybe a recent day looked like, sounded like, and how the, the different tasks that you were expected to do or, ha or handled, and how those interactions work between you together and, and with either students or staff or both. So when, well, let me start with just the dynamics of the officers and the deputies that are school resource officers in the school district. So Bend PD has four, uh, including myself, and Deschutes County has two. And uh, Bend PD takes care of the schools uh, and are assigned to the schools that are inside the city limits, and that's our jurisdiction. And then the um, Deschutes County SROs are um, the SRDs, the school resor uh, resource deputies are um, the schools that are outside of those city limits. And 
that is a lot of schools to to take care of and to try to build relationships with. So to answer your question, it's constantly trying to cultivate. If you're not handling anything that's prevention-wise, if you're not um, responding or reacting to something and trying to assist in that capacity, if there's any downtime, it is uh, hopefully out in the commons of a school or it's out in the parking lot of a school or it's out in the playground of a school. So you're absolutely right, Dr. Cook. There's there's, uh, not a typical day, but what's so great about being embedded and on uh, school grounds or near school grounds is that it is the full gauntlet. So uh, hopefully being very visible, being very interactive, you know, shooting hoops, and in my case, losing (laughs) 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 quite soundly, Mm -hmm. you know, things along those lines um, to all the way to having to respond to something. And so right before this holiday break that we've had, we all experienced an extraordinarily busy timeframe just by design of, I think, stresses of of the, the holiday season to national things that come up that really affect people's psychological safety. So in it, it we could be, Mr. Reese and I, or any other s- staff at any other school or any other principal or any other SRO are juggling and triaging every day what is important now. And to people that maybe have been a victim of theft or some type of harassment, that is very important to them at that moment. And so I think we do an excellent job with our collaboration and teamwork in follow through and care and trying to the solution so we can you know move on and be better for it, all of us. So it's, it's such a hard question to answer because there are the cookie cutter things that I can say, but there's so many things that we're actually doing at any moment and actually probably 15 things, some are visible and some aren't, where I could be talking with a student or talking with Mr. Reese and is also being observant of things and also listening to things and students come up to us with being social and uh, and or concerned. But again, just going back to TikTok and social media impacts of things, all the way to today, we got a call from a school, Ben PD did, about a, a missing elementary student. And I love the fact that a patrol jumps on those and everybody's on board, all hands on deck. But patrol immediately gets on the radio. And if sometimes it's so loud in here, I can't hear sometimes the police radio, but I was paying attention and I could hear it getting on and assisting with trying to get uh, information out uh, and that the child was located very quickly. So it, it could be so many things. And and then the next day we're ready to go for whatever comes at us. So flexibility, adaptability, teamwork, you name it. So typical is not a good word typical. to use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Fluid. It's yeah. very fluid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so Chris, when do you get on the radio and say, hey, I need Amy. And when do you get on the radio and say, I need one of my assistant principals? What what's goes through your mind when and when do you make those decisions? What causes that decision to be made? Yeah, you know, going back to your previous question, uh, Dr. Cook, in regards to the separation between being an assistant principal and a principal, part of my role as a principal of the school is to mentor my assistant principals as well and be a consultant uh, for them. Not that I have all of the answers, but because of my years of experience, I've probably seen it. And uh, if I don't have the answers, I know who to call and and uh, consult with uh, above me. But being that mentor of assistant principals um, and being in the role that I'm in, uh, they bring a lot of uh, discipline issues my way to consult with me uh, on that. With being in a 
positive working relationship with the school resource officer for a number of years, we've developed a level of trust too. And sometimes, Amy, to get to know a student, if I'm sitting and talking with a student and I'm hearing a cool story that I think Amy Ward would like to hear and start to develop a relationship with that kid, I'll call her in and they start to develop a relationship. Uh, And again, it goes back to those positive relationships and uh, those go a long way. But we work under a different level at the schools than the police do. You know, we work under what's called reasonable suspicion, where the police work under a different standard called probable cause. And it's a different level where our level is a little bit more lenient and you know we're searching seizure and taking a look at that stuff obviously if there's a an emergency if there's an active situation that's going on amy ward's my go-to with that and again part of that integral process i call her in on drills to consult our safety drills going back to school culture schools number one responsibility has to be and my number one responsibility as the principal of a large comprehensive high school or any school for that matter has to be safety number one has to be school safety and that is on a lot of different levels and one of those is you know we have a safety day at Bend High and it's always that first week of school and Amy Ward's right in the mix of it and she's giving us uh, pointers and we're debriefing and how can we make this place as safe as possible how can we mitigate any of those dangers you know obviously I'm a mandatory reporter too and uh, a lot of times... Chris, tell, tell us what mandatory reporting means. Mandatory reporting is, uh, you know, child abuse. If there is a report that comes to me from a teacher of suspected child abuse, and all of our teachers and all educators are what uh, the state uh, deems as a mandatory reporter, we have to report that, whether we have working knowledge of um, that abuse or not, to either Department of Human Services or uh, law enforcement. And Amy's been my go-to specifically with a a lot of those, uh, unfortunately. And we do see child abuse, um, whether that's neglect or actual physical child abuse or sexual uh, abuse uh, that happens. With almost uh, 14 uh, to 1,500 students at Ben High this year, we're we're a small city. And, uh, you know, we see lots of different aspects. We have Uh, over a hundred staff members classified and certified and we have adult issues that come up as well uh, with that so that's a hard question to answer for me because it's very fluid in regards to when I bring Amy in and part of that is having a working knowledge of what Amy's skill set is and and bringing her in to work with uh, uh, those individuals and those families and obviously if it's an emergency she's my go-to. So, Chris, you mentioned some pretty heavy subjects, and I'd like us to talk about that a little more because I think that's some of the most important work that we see in our schools in which the ways that the partnership exists between uh, school administration and SROs really play out. Amy, you deal with threats, suicide risk, sexual abuse, uh, abuse in general. 
I'm assuming that the relationships that you develop in schools play a key role in helping to work those issues out and to finding ways to find out and build trust with students that would give them the confidence to be able to connect with you and either share with you or talk about a friend or a, uh, somebody that they know might be experiencing one of those issues. So how do how does that how does that happen in your work in the schools and how does that I don't know if it's a line or how does your role as SRO your profession as a law enforcement agent and that trust that's established with kids mm -hmm. help with working out some of these heavy, heavy situations mm -hmm. that we know happen in our schools. Mm -hmm. So when I first uh, came to Ben High School and um, uh, going back to just longevity and familiarity and Ben High being special in that regard with school resource officers, there was a, I replaced uh, uh, Don Emerson, Officer Emerson, who was a school resource officer for about eight years at Ben High. So I think in going back to your, our unique position of just familiarity and longevity and that's this that helps with the success of our mission right our collective mission I have a fantastic office at, in the middle of the school and I felt a little left out when I first started being a school resource officer because a lot of the activity uh, with administrators and, and deans of students and uh, assistant principals and attendance and truancy like it happens in in the administrative offices and my office uh, is beautiful it has windows and I can open them and get fresh air but it's right smack dab in the middle of the school but I quickly found that that is a that is a blessing that is a, a positive thing in the sense of my door is there's no barriers if it, I, I, I see students walk by I recognize students that are walking by I know certain students that might need a little TLC that are walking by from a, a patrol call the night before there is absolutely really no barrier to to my accessibility and try to keep my door open as much as possible uh, and I have students that come in uh, to socialize which is awesome but I also have students that come in with some very difficult life circumstances either for themselves personally uh, or some friend or some relative or some some something along those lines and to be honest that that goes uh, with the same with staff I've had staff walk in as well and I really I'm honored by that and I, I really strive to have that be a low barrier communication and accessibility thing for me. So I've had students that have come in and disclosed some pretty serious things and I don't believe and have been told by them that they would not have felt comfortable talking with a, a, a random officer that they didn't know. And that is, you can't beat that. And I, and I, it's it's unfortunate to kind of describe it that it's a, it's a positive thing, and I take honor in it when someone might be hurting. But uh, I'm humbled by that. So, let me see if I can summarize what you just said, and, and tell me if I'm wrong. But is it a safe assumption to say that you start with leading from a place of positive engagement with students to build those connections, um, and is that part of the key of being successful in this role? Absolutely. I have another example. It was years ago. A student had 
graduated and I, uh, when school is not in session, uh, school resource officers uh, go out on patrol and assist with that and it happened to be years ago working a, a swing shift, night shift patrol a call came in of a domestic violence situation that required multiple officers to respond to. And I didn't get there first, but I didn't get there last, but I got there. And the graduate and their parent were outside of the home and very distraught. And the moment that I got out of my car, they recognized me and about ran to me. And I don't think would have given the information that was needed at the time. And I also don't feel like, I just felt like I was uh, uh, comforting because of the familiarity. So just great examples of things that happen on campus with current students or graduated students or me, you know, in my patrol car, you know, going through the car wash and there's somebody there that remembers me because I've been here for so dang long. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so I think we're all in this together and that's that's a, the sign of success, I think, for, for this role. So our listeners may not know this, but you actually have to do work outside of the school. Yes. <laughs> and I'm certain that you have incidences where you see former students. Yes. And first question is, do they recognize you? They do. <laughs> yeah. and, and second question is, how does that go when they do recognize you? I have not had a negative experience. Uh, I have, it's always been positive and uh, and maybe when I turn my back, there might be some <laughs> nonverbals or, or something that's going on, but uh, with someone who didn't uh, come forward with a, with a positive uh, social interaction. But I remember there was one particular student, uh, it was years ago when I first, first started, that uh, came up to me and in the school and was pretty vocal about how they felt about police officers, and it wasn't a very positive opinion. And... I could not, if I, if I was a patrol officer or going call to call to call and, and there wasn't that repetition uh, day in and day out and, and just the, the little door cr- cracking open, this person, I believe, would have had this opinion to this day. And after, again, this person graduated, I was walking downtown with a couple other officers and I hear, Amy! Amy! And everybody, the officers are wondering, what, I'm wondering what's going on. And so I turn around, and it's this uh, graduate, this student, comes running towards me, and the other officers weren't quite sure what was going to happen, but I knew, and I, and I got a big old hug from, from, this, uh, from this graduate. So uh, that, you can't beat that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so I think we'd be remiss if we didn't go where I'm about to go with the questioning. Um, you mentioned not having positive opinions of, of law enforcement or even maybe perhaps SROs. Um, it's Nationally, there's some language around this right now and specifically about the value of having uh, SRO programs and having law enforcement in schools. And I know both of you have had those conversations to some extent and have had people ask us questions, ask you questions about that. I think it's important for our, our listeners to know that our SROs seek ways to find interventions, work with restorative practices, 
um, and rehabilitation when working with our youth in our schools who are oftentimes in crisis. And I'll just say that the data suggests that having SROs in our schools does not have a negative impact to uh, the amount of arrests that happen in our, in our, with our students. But how do we start to respond um, when people ask us those questions in our community when some school districts across the country are, are pulling back and either reducing the number or eliminating the SRO programs um, because of that. So Chris, let's start with you. What can you share with things that you've taken as people have approached you with criticism about having that relationship we have in our schools and when they bring concerns about having uniformed police officers in our schools? What, how have you approached that conversation? I have not in my educational career been in a school without a school resource officer. So I don't have the perspective of not having the opportunity to work with a school resource officer, either in the capacity of a teacher, a coach, an assistant principal, or a principal. And I've been very, what I feel blessed and lucky to have worked with uh, some wonderful school resource officers. I can't imagine in my role not having a school resource officer. Um, there are so many times where Amy and I work hand in hand, where my assistant principals work hand in hand with Amy, that I can't even imagine the load and the scope of the work that patrol would have to pick up by us calling them constantly and having to get a patrol officer here on scene. How I address the situation with the national events Again, I think in any profession, you can find the good and the bad. And we've been lucky here to have a long-standing partnership with Ben PD and Deschutes uh, uh, County Sheriff. Um, and we've had the good here. And they are role models and they are exemplars of what a school resource officer program uh, could look like. And I don't know those other um, states. I don't know those other schools. And what I know is Ben Lapine, I know Ben High, and I know Amy Ward, as well as uh, the other school resources officers that I've worked with, and they are second to none. And uh, just being present, being visible, being approachable, is just made a world of difference. Um, so I can't speak uh, to the national events that are going on. I can just speak to uh, my own uh, personal uh, relationship with school resource officers. And I think at Ben High, too, uh, at least the 18 years that I've been here. I think the data speaks for itself. If you look at the number uh, in the 13 years that Amy and I have been working together, the number of arrests that she has actually had to take a student out in handcuffs, I could probably count on maybe one hand, you know, and that's in 13 years. You know, more restorative and we want behavior to change and we want victims to be honored and their voices to be heard and Amy does a great job with that and our school resource officers do a great job with that and you know just walking around and being the hammer uh, that's not our school resource officers. I want to I want to talk a little bit about training some more. As a school district we've done a lot of work in the in the district around equity training specifically as it relates to diversity, equity, and inclusion and you've been a part of that here in the district and you've as a in your role as SRO you've had training from the district in how that I'd like to know how that informs your work here in the school yeah, Ben PD also uh, has training in regards to that, that topic and uh, continuing training. We actually had a fantastic uh, department-wide training uh, this past year. Uh, the department brought in a professor from OSU's Cascades, Erica McAlpine, 
and it was great. And I believe hopefully we're going to be getting um, her back again and continuing that. But we also have online training as well. And if if I'm going to perceive myself or hope that one of my goals is being that informal educator, I have to make sure that my mind is open and and receiving uh, information in as well. And that also includes things that uh, could be challenging or questioning. And um, but that that's what makes uh, us a better community is everybody being open to those types of conversations and continuing that learning process. Yeah, and I think we're all trying to, to expand our understanding and do a better job so that every student in our in our district, every student in Bend High School, feels a part of the culture and the community that we're trying to create. Correct. Okay, Chris, we're starting to, to kind of wrap up here. Just as maybe a closure, what, what would you want to share with our listeners about what makes Amy uh, and, and as a representation of the other SROs, such an asset to our schools. Well, and I'd like to go back and just restate uh, that we have had a great working relationship with both Ben PD um, in my time here, as well as Deschutes County uh, Sheriff's. And I truly believe the school resource officer to be an integral part of a school community. I can't imagine life without a school resource officer as an administrator. Speaking specifically of Amy Ward, I am an Amy Ward fan. Uh, Bend High is a better place because of Amy. Uh, She is absolutely amazing. She's very approachable. Um, She has an open door uh, policy. Uh, She's got the right demeanor and temperament for the work and she is absolutely amazing. And uh, her skill set is second to none as far as a school resource officer. I can't think of a better person to celebrate for January 9th on School Resource Officer Appreciation uh, Day. And we have in the past few years, <laughs> I, I won't tell them what we do for oh, you. Oh, please uh, do. Amy, yeah, we, we always give her a, a huge donut board uh, in, her, in her office. So when kids come in, you know, she can pass out a donut. And, and this year we'll do it with COVID protocols in mind. <laughs> individually wrapped donuts, right? In, okay. Individually wrapped donuts, as we did last year. Thank you for that, Chris. Okay, so we're finishing up the podcast now with this question for both of you. I'm going to start with you, Amy. Um, What is giving you hope right now? Every single student that walks through the front doors of the school, their respective school, they uh, trust us. They sometimes might not want to be here, but they made it through the front door. They're trusting uh, that we're going to keep them safe. We're trusting, they're trusting that that they're going to be safe and their parents are sending them and trusting that. It's just, uh, it's kind of a vote of confidence, I think. Every single time a student walks in that door, is a hope that we can do this, that we are, um, we're doing it well, and we're gonna adapt, and we're gonna learn, and we're gonna do it better tomorrow. And uh, yeah, so I just, uh, I, it's, it's humbling, especially when, again, there are concerns of any threats or nationally or, or locally or any concerns along those lines. Uh, a student walking through that door and saying, here I am, let's do this is what gives me a lot of hope. Thank you for that. Chris, how about you? What gives you hope right now? I'll be perfectly honest and transparent. Coming into this school year after last school year, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know the level of student engagement. I didn't know the level of um, uh, student connections that would happen. Um, And I was nervous about that and that was weighing heavy on me. And from day one, and it almost brings a tear to my eye and just warms my heart. Our school spirit, 
right now. And again, none of this is normal, uh, wearing a mask, but kids being in person and being here and seeing our school spirit has been off the chart. And it just shows the importance and that level of socialization of being all in and every game I go to I'm just at awe and when we win a game our kids sing the fight song you know through a mask and it's just loud and proud and classy and uh, that gives me hope that gives me hope wow thank you for that thank you all right folks that's all for today I want to thank my guest principal Chris Reese at Bend High School and officers school resource officer Amy Ward all right, this is a new podcast in Ben Lapine Schools. If you're pleased with the work we're doing on these podcasts, please remember to subscribe on your podcast provider. Share them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Additionally, if there are topics you'd like us to tackle, please send us a note at podcast at ben.k12.or.us. Please let us know your thoughts. We're always grateful for the feedback. Thanks for listening to Soups On. Please remember to always support public education. 